ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. It seemed unthinkable even a year ago, but Indonesians look to have elected a former military strongman in the Suharto regime as the country's new president. Unofficial counting after yesterday's national election shows Pravowo Subianto has almost 60% of the vote. And with a clear majority, he will avoid the need for a runoff election in June. To discuss the result, RN Breakfast Ann Barker spoke to Aaron Connolly at the International Institute for Strategic Studies. He's normally based in Singapore, but is currently in Jakarta. It was a difficult election for the polling firms to survey because so much of it depended upon Gen Z turnout. Gen Z was really the demographic that was supporting Proboa at the highest levels. And uh, they were they are notoriously difficult to predict in terms of term, turnout in a country where there's no compulsory voting. So do you think he was totally reliant on that youth vote? It seems to have made the difference. Uh, you know, he is... Uh, an older man um, running with, uh, you know, a run mate, running mate who is the president's son, uh, who's in his mid-30s. Uh, but the the key thing, the key tactic that the Perboa-Gibran campaign used uh, to, to achieve that really high result from youth voters uh, was they created these cartoons of Perboa and Gibran, Perboa and his running mate, um, that made him look like a much younger man. Uh, Some would say a cuddly grandfather, but certainly a much younger, more mobile um, and uh, and healthy individual than he appears in real life. And that seems to have uh, persuaded a number of younger voters that he was um, what Indonesians called gamoy, uh, which is a kind of a a portmanteau that means handsome and cute. Uh, And that seems to have been uh, quite persuasive with a number of younger voters. Mm. I mean, Prabowo Subianto was a military commander in the Suharto regime and stands accused of a history of human rights abuses. I mean, do you think that he has, how successfully has he remade his image, if you like, uh, to, to win that youth vote? Right. That's a part of his history that's often not referred to in public in Indonesia. Um, you know, he was responsible for a, a military task force known as Team Rose that kidnapped a number of student activists in 1998. He says he returned all of them that he kidnapped unharmed, but there are 13 who uh, have disappeared and have never been heard from since. But because these things aren't really talked about by Indonesians in the media, on a, on a very regular basis, certainly over the last five years that he's been defense minister, it's not something that a lot of younger voters are familiar with. Older voters are. Uh, some of them forgive him his, his trespasses uh, from that period. They feel as though he's changed. Uh, but older voters were a lot more skeptical about Perboa uh, compared to younger voters who might be less familiar with that, that history. And given his age, he's 72, do you think that those young voters were really voting for Gibran, Joko Widodo's son, uh, rather than Perboa? There was actually something of a backlash uh, to placing Gibran on the ticket uh, because of the way that it was done. Gibran was technically not of a sufficient age to be placed on the ticket. He needed to be 40 years old or older. He's only 36. Um, and because of the way that was done, there was a backlash against this. They felt as though a number of Indonesians felt as though uh, that decision by the Constitutional Court and the Elections Commission had been fixed behind the scenes. And so that actually seems to have hurt more than it helped. Um, but the support of Jokowi more generally, who remains a very popular president with approval ratings of around 80% this year, um, that seems to have helped Perboa a lot. Uh, and keep in mind, these were two rivals. They faced off 
against each other in 2014 and 2019. And so the combining of their two political camps uh, seems to have created a, you know, a very substantial majority. What do you think a Prabowo presidency will mean for Indonesia? It's hard to say. Um, you know, Prabowo uh, will likely continue a number of Jokowi's signature policies, including moving the capital city to Borneo, um, also working on uh, attracting greater amounts of investment in infrastructure in Indonesia. Indonesians often feel as though they've experienced a real increase uh, in the the appearance of, of how wealthy a country Indonesia is because of the infrastructure investment over the last 10 years. You know, Prabowo will probably be the most... Um, internationally engaged uh, president than Indonesia has ever had. Um, this is kind of the flip side of Prabowo, right? As he was the special forces commander. He did these things in 1998. But, you know, he's also uh, going to be a president who speaks fluent German and French and English um, and, you know, knows uh, international leaders much better than Jokowi did at the outset his, of his presidency. So we're going from a president that wasn't really all interested in foreign affairs, except as insofar as it could be you know, instrumentalized to support his his um, domestic political agendas, his infrastructure investment agenda, uh, to one that is really engaged in these issues and has a real background in uh, defense and foreign policy. And I think that's that's significant. And um, he will certainly act as his own foreign minister and defense minister at times. So we shouldn't, um, uh, you know, understate the the degree to which Prabowo um, is a fairly cosmopolitan figure by the standards of Indonesian politics. But he has this background, as you referred to earlier, as a special forces commander, as a general under Suharto. Um, and in the last two campaigns, his previous two campaigns, he ran promising a much firmer form of governance um, and that he you know, would not put up with uh, opposition to his policies in the way that Jokowi had. And so there's a real question mark over uh, that, you know, which Prabowo will show up when he enters the palace in October? Will it be the Prabowo of the previous two campaigns, or will it be this cuddly grandfather image that he's tried to project this year? And which one do you think it will be? I think it might be um, different Prabowos at different times. He has a reputation for being fairly erratic um, and being uh, rather emotional at times, uh, and that may influence uh, you know which Prabowo we see show up on any given day. And when you consider the implicit support that he's had from Joko Widodo, the current president, I mean, does that suggest that Jokowi, as he's known, uh, could still exert considerable power in Indonesia through the new Prabowo government? It's unclear how that coalition is going to work once Prabowo becomes president on October 20th, assuming that these results hold, uh, then he will hold uh, you know, plenipotentiary power. And so uh, the extent to which he feels obligated to accommodate Jokowi, who, who uh, really will be substantially responsible for his election, is, um, is really difficult to, to predict. Uh, it could be that he maintains uh, this coalition in good faith, and that does give Jokowi a lot of influence over governance over the next five years. Having his son as vice president would, would give him further influence. Uh, but it's also possible that Prabowo will decide that he, he doesn't need uh, Jokowi anymore now that he has this power and that he'll govern uh, in a much more uh, isolated fashion, much more unilateral fashion. And how much is Joko Widodo trying to set up a dynasty here? I mean, do you see his son, Gibran, as vice president, uh, incoming vice president, perhaps running for president one day? It's certainly possible. Um, you know, one of the things that Indonesians found very appealing about Jokowi in 2014 was that he wasn't part of a big political family, and they felt like they could see themselves in him because he wasn't part of a family that had been uh, dominating uh, Indonesian politics for you know much of the country's lifespan. 
uh, as his party chair, Megawati, had been. Uh, and that was uh, responsible for a lot of his support. But as he sought to install uh, his sons in major political institutions, his other son, Kaisang, is the leader of a major political party. And there's some speculation that Jokowi will take over that political party. Uh, that has led to a backlash against him, particularly among well-educated middle-class middle elites, less so amongst um, poorer Indonesians in rural areas and in villages. Aaron, thanks very much for your time. Thanks, Anne. Aaron Connolly, a senior fellow at the International Institute for Strategic Studies, talking to RN Breakfast and Barker. It's easier than ever to hear your favourite local and national ABC radio stations, live and on demand on the ABC Listen app.